it's 5.15. I call to order the June 14th meeting of the Iowa City Board of Adjustment. May I have a roll call of the members? Baker. Attending. Baker. Here. Carlson. Here. Parker. Here. Russo is absent. Swaggered. Here. That's it, right? Okay. At this time, I will read. At this, yeah, at this time, I will read a statement uh, describing our board and our procedures. To ensure that interested parties have adequate time, oops, never mind. Okay. The Board of Adjustment is a quasi-judicial body created by the City of Iowa City according to state statutes. The Board's purpose is to decide on applications for variances from the zoning ordinance, appeals of decisions of City Council city officials and applications for special exceptions requested under the zoning ordinance. The Board of Adjustment is an independent volunteer board made up of Iowa City residents and is not part of the city administration. We are assisted in our work by the city attorney's office and by planning staff. Prior to this meeting, board members received the materials submitted by the applicants and the staff reports reviewing the application and any correspondence submitted by members of the public. The board members have not discussed the application or its merits with each other, staff, the applicant, or any other member of the public in advance of this meeting. All consideration and discussion by the board takes place in open meeting here tonight when we also have an opportunity to hear from the public. The board bases its decisions on facts and evidence allowed by city code presented in open meeting. Concise and truthful testimony helps us a great deal in our decision making. We ask that if you wish to speak that you come to the podium Print your name and address on the sign-in sheet and speak clearly into the microphone so your testimony can be heard by all present and by our minute taker as all testimony becomes part of the public record. We ask that the proceedings be orderly and that when you are testifying, you address your remarks to the board. If this hearing becomes lengthy, we may ask that testimony be focused on new facts or on information not only presented. The order of proceedings for each application will be an oral report by staff summarizing the issues of the case and the staff's recommendations, an opportunity for the applicant to speak, an opportunity for any other interested parties to speak for or against the application, an opportunity for final statements and arguments by the applicant and staff. The board will discuss the issues and evidence, state its findings, and vote on a motion. Motions are always made in the affirmative. Okay. At this time, I will open the public hearing for EXC 23-0006, an application submitted by Abdullah Hardin, uh, Malcast 13 Incorporated, requesting a special exception to open a 
to allow a drive-through facility associated with a sales-oriented retail use in a community commercial CC2 zone for the property located at 1910 Lower Muscatine Avenue. Okay, will the uh, city planning person please uh, give the staff report for us, sure. thank you. Thank you, um, Ann Russett with Neighborhood and Development Services. As the chair mentioned, this is an application for a drive-through facility for the property at 1910 Lower Muscatine Road. Here's an aerial of the property. You can see it's at the corner of Lower Muscatine Road and Mall Drive. Here's the zoning map for the property. The property is zone CC2. Most of the land surrounding the property is also zone CC2 with the exception to the north, which is zoned industrial. In terms of background, this property contains an existing building that formerly housed a bank with an associated drive-through facility. Um, a special exception was granted in 2001 to Hawkeye State Bank for the expansion of a drive-through facility and construction of a drive-through lane and a reduction of stacking spaces. Staff received a site plan application for this property last year, and it was approved in April of 2022, and that was for a $12,000 square foot building addition. Um, um, and uh, we also received a building permit, permit application which is currently on hold because of this special exception request. <clears throat> I think it's 1,200 rather than 12,000. 1,200, thank you. Um, here is the site plan that we received with the special exception application. You can see the proposed building addition at the rear of the building. The drive-through drive facility is also located at the rear of the building. And I don't think you can see my pen. Here we go. So the drive-through facility is located off of a private drive. Again, here's Lower Muscatine and here's Mall Drive. This is for a sales-oriented retail use, um, specifically a liquor store. You can also see that they've shown the screening along the adjacent property line. Here are a few photographs of the property. This is the front facade from uh, Lower Muscatine. The, on the, oh wait, Bryce, what happened? I think we lost Bryce, hang on one second. Bryce, are you there? Should we wait for him? Does this happen a lot? Mm-hmm. Does occasionally. Okay. Does occasionally. It's up to the chair how long. We have, we do have, since there are three members here, we do have a majority, correct? With yes. The three of us make a majority. So hopefully Bryce will be able to come back in, you know, at some point. But to sit and wait for him, I think, is... Right. It, and my advice is that Bryce will not be able to participate once 
Ann Russett is done because she's just referring oh. to the staff report which he has had access to. After that would be new information that he would not be able to hear and thus um, could not make a um, make a decision in this matter. So if he joins us prior to Ann's um, um, summary of the staff report, um, he can vote. So. Okay. Okay, so I'll keep going. We have a couple other photographs. This is from off of the mall, mall drive looking south. And this is the rear of the building. You can see this is where they actually demolished the former canopy that was there for the, the bank drive through. So that's been demolished. Here's the, the, the drive through where the drive through lane is proposed and where the former drive through facility was located. And this is another um, photograph from the rear of the property. The role of the Board of Adjustment is to um, either approve, approve with conditions, or deny the application based on the facts presented. To approve the special exception, the Board must find that it meets all of the applicable approval criteria, including the specific and general approval criteria. I'm gonna start with the specific standards for drive-through facilities, first with those related to access and circulation. The first standard is that Whenever possible and practical, drive-through lanes shall be accessed from secondary streets, alleys, or shared cross-access drives, and the proposed drive-through lane will be accessible through a private shared access drive on the south, south side of the building. The second criteria is that to provide for safe pedestrian movement, the number and width of curb cuts serving the use may be limited, and no new curb cuts have been proposed with this application. An adequate number of stacking spaces must be provided to ensure traffic safety is not compromised. A minimum of four is recommended for this type of use. Um, the proposed site plan shows one drive-through lane that passes one ordering kiosk and one pickup window. This lane has existed since it was formerly a drive-through facility for banking purposes. And the site plan shows four stacking spaces in the drive-through meeting the minimum requirements. Next, uh, sufficient on-site signage and pavement markings shall be provided to indicate direction of vehicle travel, pedestrian crossings, stop signs, no entrance areas, and other controls. The site plan indicates directional pavement markings in the drive-through area. There's a pavement marking at the exit that says do not enter. Bryce, are you back with us? Yes, okay. I can hear now. Thank you. There's also a sign at the exit that says exit only. Um, the site plan displays a pedestrian path between the existing building and the public sidewalk to be installed toward the front facade of the building. Next, in terms of location criteria, the first standard is that drive-through lanes and service windows must be located on non-street non facing facade, and the proposed drive-through lane is located at the rear of the building and it does not front a street. The next standard is that the drive-through lanes must be set back at least 10 feet from adjacent lot lines and screened from view according to the um, design standards. 
and the proposed drive-through lane is set back 10 feet from the adjacent lot line and the site plan shows S2 screening along the, the eastern property boundary to screen the drive-through from the adjacent property. Next, in terms of design standards, to promote compatibility with surrounding development, the number of drive-through lanes should be limited to not diminish the design quality of the streetscape or the safety of the pedestrian environment. The site plan proposes one drive-through lane. The drive-through lane will not impact design quality of the streetscape because it's at the rear portion of the lot and it's adequately set back and screened by the building from Lower Muscatine and Mall Drive. And pedestrian routes at the front of the building will be permanently demarcated where they cross internal drives within the parking area. Drive-through lanes, bays, and stacking spaces shall be screened from views from the street and adjacent properties to the S2 standard. Um, and since this is not adjacent to a residential zone, S2 screening would be required and that is demonstrated on the site plan. Multiple windows servicing a single stacking lane should be considered to reduce idling. The site plan does show a single drive-through lane with an ordering kiosk and one pickup window. Next, uh, stacking spaces, driveways, and drive-through windows shall be located to minimize potential for vehicular and pedestrian conflicts and shall be integrated into the surrounding landscape and streetscape design. Um, the drive-through is accessed through the shared access drive off of Lower Muscatine where there is no sidewalk, reducing vehicle and pedestrian conflicts. The drive-through facilities are clearly separated from the parking areas to avoid vehicular conflicts. And the drive-through is on the rear portion of the lot and screened from Lower Muscatine, Mall Drive, and Mall Drive by buildings and landscaping. Lighting for the drive-through facility must comply with the city's outdoor lighting standards and staff will ensure that the project meets the city's lighting ordinance um, at the time of site plan review. Loudspeakers or intercom systems, if allowed, should be located and directed to minimize disturbance to adjacent uses. The application does include an ordering kiosk which faces east toward um, the adjacent commercial uses. Next are the general approval criteria, the first of which is that the specific proposed exception will not be detrimental to or endanger the public health, safety, comfort, or general welfare. Um, On-site vehicular circulation and access are adequate to accommodate anticipated users and drive-through traffic, and the proposed signs, pavement markings will help efficiently direct traffic. Properly paved and designated pedestrian walkways will increase pedestrian awareness in the, in the parking lot on the property as well. The specific proposed exception will not be injurious to the use and enjoyment of other property in the immediate facility and will not substantially diminish property values. Um, 1910 Lower Muscatine Road, the project site, is located in a CC2 zone and is surrounded by CC2 zoning and one industrial zone designation. The addition of this drive-through is to be used for retail sales-oriented use, which is compatible to other uses in the area. All exterior lighting will be required to meet the city's standards to prevent light trespass and glare. And the proposed exception is not expected to affect the use 
enjoyment or values of nearby uses. Next, um, the establishment of the specific proposed exception will not impede the normal and orderly development and improvement of the surrounding property. The proposed addition of the drive-through for the retail sales oriented um, use aligns with uses of other commercial facilities within the area and the land surrounding the subject property has already been developed. The next criteria is that adequate utilities, access roads, drainage, and, and or necessary facilities have been or, or are being provided. Um, this is within a built out area and the proposed special exception is an extension of the already existing buildings, utilities, drainage, and access roads that are provided. And the site contains adequate space for vehicular circulation. Next is adequate measures have been or will be taken to provide ingress or egress designed to minimize traffic congestion on public streets. The entrance to the drive-through lane is on privately owned, on a privately owned side street with sufficient stacking spaces to avoid traffic congestion. The drive-through exit um, from the property leads to Mall Drive. Adequate signage is shown on the site plan directing traffic flow to and from the property with the do not enter signs and the exit and exit sign and arrows. And there will be no sizable traffic impact to public streets with the addition of the drive-through lane. Criteria six is that except for the specific regulations and standards applicable to the exception being considered, the specific proposed exception in all other respects conforms to the applicable regulations of the zone. The site plan that was submitted with the special exception does show that the drive-through lane meets the 10-foot minimum width and that it's set back 10 feet from the property line. Um, this means that the new addition that the applicant is proposing needs to be 20 feet from the adjacent property line. The site plan that the city approved last April shows the building closer to the property line than 20 feet. And the building permit um, also shows that, that the building addition is closer than 20 feet to the property. So in order to accommodate the drive-through facility, the building addition must be at least 20 feet from the eastern property line. And so this requires a smaller building than what was originally proposed and originally approved by staff under that site plan application. So staff is recommending a few conditions. One, that a new site plan be submitted showing a smaller building addition to ensure the 20-foot setback distance is met. That a building permit application is also submitted that matches the new site plan showing a smaller building and the 20-foot setback distance. And then finally, that that site plan conform to the site plan submitted with the special exception to ensure that pavement markings and signage are incorporated into the site. And all other zoning requirements will also be checked during the site plan review process. Lastly is the <coughs> exception consistent with the comprehensive plan. The comprehensive plan does include goals related to economic de um, development and encouraging the retention and expansion of existing businesses. The Southeast District Plan also includes language related to maintaining and updating existing buildings and landscaping, which would occur as part of this project. 
staff recommends approval of EXC 23-0006 to allow an accessory drive-through facility in a CC2 zone for the property at 1910 Lower Muscatine Road, subject to three conditions. First, the submittal of a new site plan showing a smaller building addition and a 20-foot setback. A building permit that matches the new site plan also showing a smaller building addition and the 20-foot setback distance. And that the revised site plan conform to the site plan submitted with the special exception to ensure pavement markings and additional signage for the drive-through facility. Um, that concludes my presentation. I, I'll turn it back to the chair. Do any of the board members have any questions? I do. So maybe I'm confused about my directions on this. I thought Lower Muscatine Road was more to the south and Mall Drive was more to the west. And the drive-through would be on the north side. Um, if this helps, this is a map. You can see the north arrow at the upper left-hand corner of the map. So more, north is directly up on this map. So lower Muscatine kind of runs northwest to southeast. So it's generally located on the west side of the property. On the um, site plan, mm -hmm. the site plan doesn't show the like internal flow in the parking lot area of traffic. Is it another? So can vehicles exit the parking area by going back out through Mall Drive? Yes. Is there a stop sign at the corner of the building where the exit from the parking area to turn onto Mall Drive meets the drive-through lane? There's no stop sign, no. An internal like parking lot, like you see at lots of places. Like at a Hy-Vee or something like that, an internal that stop sign. Tucky Fried Chicken has one for their drive-through. Um, what the, what the drive-through is proposing is an exit sign, exit only here, so people entering Mall Drive will see the exit only sign and know not to go straight, if you can see my arrow. So right. there's an the exit only sign and there's a pavement marking that says do not enter. Right, so go to the corner of that building uh, up there, yes. So cars coming this way to go out onto Mall Drive would cross the traffic exiting as they turn left to go out to Mall Drive, they would cross the traffic exiting from the, the drive-through. Drive yes. Okay. The parking area, you can also, you can get out on Mall Drive or you can get out here. Okay. So the parking area, you can either enter the parking area by through the Mall Drive or through the private street. Yes. Either, either way. Yes. Okay. 
and exit. It's like it's not a one-way thing. Yeah. The drive-through is one way. The parking area is completely separate from the drive-through, and it's two-way. Do you have any other questions? Probably just a minute. Um, so the staff report describes um, an expansion of the drive-through in 2001. Can you explain, do you know what that means, an expansion? They, they added an additional lane. Okay, so originally it was one lane? Or two and they added three, I'm not quite sure. It went from one to two or two to three, but an additional lane was okay. approved. And regarding the use of the building, it's changing. It's still within the umbrella of um, service-oriented retail. That was changing from that, which service-oriented retail, which is bank, to retail sales, correct? Yes, the, they're two different uses. Okay. They're both um, both commercial uses, but it's going from the financial institution to a sales-oriented retail use. And so this special exemption, um, the retail sales of alcohol is considered non-food. Correct. Um, so if, uh, does this special exemption stay with the property? For example, if this business goes out for some reason and um, a pharmacy would move in, which is also non-food, do they retain the special exemption? I believe so, yes, unless the property was vacant for a period of time, which would require another special exception. And what about if it changes from the retail sales alcohol to uh, food oriented, yeah. like a bakery or a, something like that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are certain triggers that do require new special exceptions, like if there is, if the property is vacant. Um, if you're expanding the drive-through facility, I'm not honestly sure if a change in use would trigger another special exception for something that's already been approved. Um, I do have a, and maybe this is more for the applicant, um, about the site plan itself, it's the, where the ordering kiosk is and the pickup window. I couldn't see them clearly on the... Yeah. The uh, ordering kiosk is here, and the pickup window is here. Can you point out the ordering? Right here. Okay, where you first... Enter. Yes. Okay. All right. I see that little mark, but I wasn't sure what that was. So a car would be 
That's the first thing a vehicle in the stack line would do, would order. Would order. Okay. Okay. I, I think my other questions are maybe more for the applicant. Okay. Laura, do you have any questions? Okay. Um, I'd like uh, somewhat of an explanation of what a private road is, a private street, uh, and what responsibilities and uh, what um, rights a person has uh, when their property fronts a private street. Yeah, so I think in this case, it's a kind of a shared access drive is how I describe it. Um, I think the, the main difference is that it's not public, it's privately owned. It's an area of the site that can be used by multiple businesses and multiple property owners within the area. It's shared. Um, so you can see here, this is the shared access drive. So the the businesses that are located surrounding the proposed drive-through facility can use this to access their property. But they should be able to feel that they have access, that they can get down that, that drive at any time, that there shouldn't be something there impeding their, uh, their movement. Um. I guess it's yeah it's 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 open for 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 shared use. So the, my other question is on the uh, lane. Okay, mm -hmm. you we have very distinct uh, regulations that it has to be twenty feet from the property line and it has to has to be. Uh, there have to be bushes or something. Mm -hmm. I want to know how close does it can, does is there any distinction on how soon you can start the stacking line from the edge of the property? I'm not talking about the whole line, the six or the four, the four uh, car lengths. I'm talking about the beginning because this stacking line starts almost right directly at the property line and I have never I and, and thinking back over other stacking situations in Iowa City I have never seen a stacking line that started right at the property line or shortly thereafter mm -hmm. usually there is some distance before the stacking line starts so I'd like to know the, the standards that we have is that the drive-through lane has to be 10 feet from the property line. That's the standard. So what we would, what we're doing is measuring the location of the drive-through lane and measuring its distance. The drive-through lane is 10 feet, and from that 10-foot width, another 10 feet needs to be there before so, the property line. Yeah. So you're concerned about the dimension between that and the property line along the side of it. Mm -hmm. What I'm talking about is where the stacking line starts in relation to the property line. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we have a specific standard that addresses that. Okay. Okay. 
I don't have any other questions. Okay, everybody got their questions answered. Okay. Uh, will the applicant please sign in, giving your full name and address, and present your testimony? My name's Thomas McInerney, I'm the architect. Uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the, the project is, a, is a, an interesting project because it's been... Uh, Can we lower the lights a little bit? Because uh, it's really hard to see the drawing. Thank you. The project has uh, had a operating drive-through since, looks like it probably around 1971, 1972. So it's been over 50 years as a drive-through. Uh, the, the building itself has been one of the first properties in that area that have been developed. Um, so it's kind of a legacy little location there and next to the um, uh, <clears throat> Sycamore Mall. Uh, it's not sure which was built first, Sycamore Mall or this building originally. It was uh, Hawkeye Motor State Bank is how they named it. Uh, and uh, it's operated there for quite a while until uh, US Bank bought it. And then uh, not too long ago, it was um, sold and now we are readapting its use. So then uh, originally they didn't have a plan to have a a uh, drive-through, but um, uh, after some thought, they decided that it would be a good idea since they had a multi-lane type drive-through, and the drive-through, it probably stuck in their minds, and they realized they could probably do well with just one, and that's, there was plenty of uh, pavement, existing pavement, and uh, they thought they could still put a small addition uh, as drawn. It's only 1,075 square feet of an addition, so it's not very big. The building itself is not very big, um, but it, uh, it will uh, allow them to uh, utilize that extra area that um, they can put the addition on and reduce the lanes from three to, to one. Uh, but in general, uh, the, 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 the good thing about the property, it's been, it's been operating as a drive-through for quite a while. And so there is some sort of a legacy to the use of it. And, uh, and that doesn't seem like it really has caused much uh, trials or tribulations on how operate, how the, uh, the, how the drive has been, drive up has been used. Um, and since, uh, and then, and since uh, the 2000s, I guess the development of that area has been more, so that's what the, what the original south access drive has been extended um, and connects to the other properties. But, um, um, but in general, for instance, there was no sidewalk prior to 2000 on the north side. So this is, uh, a lot of the development has occurred over time. And, 
and the building itself is mostly uh, uh, it's mostly uh, unchanged since uh, since its original uh, construction, other than a small remodeling back in 2010. But the the original building was built around 1963. So it's been there for quite a while. So, <laughs> um, but otherwise, uh, my client is uh, is intends to to uh, to keep the drive-through, and and that's what we're asking for the board of adjustment adjustments uh, approval on that. We would appreciate it. Thank you. Questions? Yeah, I have a couple questions um, on the site plan towards, I guess it's west, which to me is the front of the building. Correct. There is um, like, an, ex like a, an extension here. Um, that is 7.07 .07 feet wide. And it, what is that? This. Um, oh, in the center? Yeah, as of the you're property through down the lane into the parking lot area, coming along the side of the building from the mall entrance. Oh. Are you talking? Are you talking about this here? Which portion? No. Um, West. So here. Is it the? Yes, that. Oh. That's a, a curbed. Um, uh, Traffic island. It's to meant to. Well, see if you park toward, towards the edge, right. you'll get clipped. Right, it gets <laughs> so, cars out and around. So it's kind of like a steering the people to give some clearance. Uh, but I have to admit, the uh, my client was a little confused about that himself. He thinks, well, it should be another parking space, and I'm like, no, actually, it's a good idea. You don't want people knocking their other people's cars here. <laughs> so. Right, and and that's what I thought it was. So the footage then from uh, at that area decreases from 18 feet wide, and that uh, bumps out two feet, so it reduces down to 16 feet in width right there. The width of the existing width is not changing uh, as you go um, west on that drive. It, um, it, but the because originally the um, the parking is along the west, and so you had to once you parked your car, you had to walk across traffic to get to the front entrance. We then what we did is basically flip it to the other side and reduce the number of parking considerably, actually. So on the north side of the building? The north side hasn't really changed except that um, that curbed island is being extended. And, and it brings out, uh, it narrows the lane a little bit down to 16, about 16 feet. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a, we're re replacing the flat drivable area. So that doesn't change. So the, the, the curb is, there's an existing curb right now. Um, and that will maintain that that same plane. So we're not restrict. We don't want to restrict that anymore. I mean, right? No. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yes. Then um, where? So previously, this was a a bank, and you, under that function, I'm assuming they didn't have a lot of deliveries. Since the use is changing. 
Do you have any idea where deliveries will be made? Well, deliveries uh, for this size of store are not um, intense, so it's not that large of a facility for one. Um, and in a lot of these, uh, the type of retail that you're, you're, they're providing is that there's a lot of independent, smaller groups. So you're talking about a van that will park in one of the spots um, that are provided. Um, uh, so there isn't a big chain. This is not like any type of chain. It's a small business owner. So he's taking various vendors that sell their product at his store. So there isn't really a loading dock necessary. One, actually, I should point out that uh, a nice feature about the existing drive-through is that it's kind of still like double-wide pavement area. You could still get into line, and if you want to change your mind, you can get around it. So that also allows a little more room for um, um, potentially a... Uh, 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 to, to park a, a temporary, I would assume, if the truck driver wanted to do that, but I just don't see that as happening. But the feature of being able to, to change your mind when you're in a drive-through, you know, you I think that's a really nice one to have. <laughs> and it keeps the traffic flow. Uh, um, it doesn't lock you into the into the drive up. So I know you're pretty far in your your site development plans. Is there any possibility of moving the pickup window further to the north? Well, the, it is not a food-oriented uh, business, so the, the so your your type of traffic is not like a Starbucks. I've done the Starbucks on um, uh, near uh, Gateway One, and uh, that is a different animal altogether. So uh, you're also talking about small items, and you got people line up. Um, in, in this particular case, uh, a lot of your product is not being able to go through the drive-up window because you're talking like 12 packs and large, larger items. They'll go inside and pick it up. So you'll have more likely people coming in and picking things up. We're talking about things who want they want to get smokes or something. It, it, it's, a, it's a quick... Uh, uh, like a convenience store like service so that's they won't hand out like a, a 24 packs coming out the window so that will limit those 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 items those items are only brought or only sold on the inside and so that this is just more of a uh, the drive-through operates in this particular case a type of uh, an auxiliary to the use and sales of most of the, the larger sales on the inside so so th I thought that was actually a, a, a unique asset aspect about this type of drive-up window because if you think about it you got a you know a certain size window there's only so much you can carry and push out the window <laughs> especially with with uh, beer or other types of large liquid items so those things will be bought and sold um, in in uh, inside not that I can think of right now 
Uh, why did you put the kiosk so close to uh, the lot line on the south? Usually the, the, the way that each of the spaces are, it's designated as a 20 foot deep, which mm -hmm. is a very large vehicle. Um, that is, then there's, um, and then that basically it's a 40 foot worth of drive through for this type of facility. Um, the, uh, the, the, this, the type of products that you're going to have offered through the drive up window will, it warrants only four cars. And so once they, they come up to the drive through, they says, Oh, I want a 24 pack of, of, of Miller light or something. They will say, go around and come inside and which they can, which the way we have it let, laid out. So that's one of the first things we tell them immediately go around and uh, otherwise the people who want the smaller items are more likely are just going to be in and out so it, it's a little bit lot it's a lot easier because a lot of the items you're talking about are going to be easily accessed from uh, for the for the drive up window so then that that's um, so that that's kind of the reasoning behind uh, keeping the drive through not as deep and also um, the idea is to uh, keep the the staff local if you spread them out too far they're gonna be a harder time serving all customers so we have the the um, the, the trash enclosure on the south we've got the drive up window uh, oriented somewhat to the south and then you got the front entrance but all that so we're we do we want to uh, make it so that you can operate the store with two employees instead of three so the more you spread out things like relocating the the window that will that will more likely uh, require additional employee so what happens if someone, okay, let's say that someone is at the kiosk getting orders. So can you order liquor from the kiosk and get it? Because you have to prove, be able to prove that you're 20 and one year old. Oh, correct, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, um, liquor going through the drive-up window, yeah. they will have um, certain... Um, uh, size limitations, but um, but if it's like a small fifth or whatever, um, those are pretty quick transactions. And usually they're just a single buy. They're not buying like a lot of different types of items. And so they're that that that's based on their sales. It's just that people usually are they've already they become a customer. They usually buy the same thing. So uh, this becomes more of a again. Um, uh, an enhancement of, of delivering services and at the same time letting larger sales and other customers come in and, and decide what they want there. Uh, but the, the having the, the, the drive up or the, the ordering kiosk immediately, it gives someone the knowledge and the availability to understand that there's there's two things that we sell stuff that's going through the drive-through and stuff and then the inside so we will help you determine that at that point and so then they can either get out of line or stay in line so so since it's so close to the property line what happens if there's someone at the kiosk ordering something and somebody else comes along on the private street and wants to buy something but they can't because but, there's somebody already at the kiosk well the the the, the issue there is that the it's it's a private drive and so it is um, 
the the just like I mean I'm just looking back at, at Starbucks they have a similar situation but the that people get in line and they it's out of main traffic that is that road there along there isn't really that busy at all um, because there's lots of other avenues that allow you to exit towards the to the east which is really a nice feature about the way this has developed over the last 50 years is before it was a dead end <laughs> but but now it uh, it's actually connected to a longer list uh, towards the towards the east uh, where the hardware store is and um, and uh, and and then these are that's parking lot there's a parking lot back there and there's a lawn a laundry service there on the, towards the south these are um, uh, they're, 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 uh, they're, I think it's an orthopedic or uh, I guess it's a medical facility. Um, so these are not high traffic areas for, for uh, retail sales. Now the hardware store is, but that's, that's way on the other end there. So what I like about this, uh, the way that this is, uh, has, um, it's, it's being proposed is that you have a variety of avenues to, to get to the, uh, to the drive-through without depending on the mall drive or lower Muscatine Road. So. What about the cleaners, which are right across the, right across the private street from you? And, and that is basically just a drive-through thing where they have to come in from the east, they drop their clothes off, yeah, they, they have pick that. them up, and then they go back out. Correct. They have they have their their drive-through, and they have a they have the drive-through as you see there is actually prior to the one that we have. So they're going to be taking off into that before uh, getting involved with any of the traffic problems or potential issues that might happen. Uh, I think would be very rare. Uh, the the also the 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 number of the the amount of business that um, uh, uh, closed. Uh, the I just don't see that there's a um, uh, there isn't really an overlap here because the drive-through accessing the the um, the the drive-up for the for the cleaners is is prior to to the uh, proposed drive-through. No, for the cleaners, I think you go to the back and then you go come out at the front. Well, there's two ways of coming in. I think it's a one-way. It's been a long time since I've used that cleaners, but I think you go to the to farther to the east, you go in to that big parking lot area, and then you go underneath the building, and you drop your clothes off or you pick your clothes up, and then you go into the smaller little exit area. I mean, it's this is true that this has been a uh, uh, a drive-through for a long time, but when it was a drive-through for the bank, uh, the window was in the middle of the building, sort of in the middle of the lot. Yeah, it was just one car depth difference. So I mean, but they, that was a different business, and this is one that will steer people back inside for a, a, for a significant portion of sales. So. Um, the um, it's important to understand about how these businesses operate, and and a, a, a layout that spreads out 
points of access uh, creates security issues, and especially in, for this type of market. So we try to keep them so that we, we, well, the intent here was the attempt to, to consolidate the location of the employee so that there isn't a, um, uh, a need to, uh, to, uh, uh, to have extra staff and that may or may not be available at the time and just the way the staffing works. But that's, that's kind of what the thought was that, um, um, again, uh, being that the, the number of people who will be using the, uh, the percentage of the users in the drive-through will, will, uh, will be a majority of them will be able to go through. However, a significant portion of them will be directed to go inside. And so that's where I, th that's where I think that we um, should keep that in mind for this type of business. It's not, it's not food oriented, but it, it also allows people to say, hey, I just wanna, I want, I want this size of pack, and then they're the first time they've been there. They will then be directed to come inside, and that will become more of a habitual um, um, uh, pattern for them in the future when they visit, and that for for larger sales items. But otherwise, uh, the, the 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 quick access to uh, to small items that uh, that uh, are sold uh, will facilitate the speediness of, of the drive-through itself. So, versus having something prepped, this is something they pull off of the shelf. So that's the difference between that and like Starbucks. They have to foam that up and process the, the, the item, whereas uh, there isn't anything, it's just selling a product that's already prepared that will fit through the window. No, but, uh you know, uh, most of the pharmacies have drive-through windows also. It, that's a little bit different, but it's sort of like this. And I have gone to the pharmacy and you stand, you, there is a long line because they have to go through that. There, you got me medical insurance, you got people verifying your date of birth and, and also the, um, 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 you're also, they're packing it. They, they put it in a package. These are, um, <clears throat> These are items that are coming off the shelf and don't not necessarily need a bag, but they would probably get one. <laughs> uh, but these are things that are quickly handled in um, uh, versus uh, pharmacy is is uh, usually asking the 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 patient that is you have any questions regarding the medications. This is an extra step that is not, uh, and also get verifying uh, insurance coverage or if there's a, a concern. These are issues that don't come up with uh, with the uh, liquor and 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 uh, smoke sales. They these people know what they want. They go in, they come out. I mean, they get their IDs ready and everything. <laughs> so, and that's the only thing they. Really Really need to worry about is an ID, so and that that's different from um, verifying any like uh, medical data or um, other privacy information. So I have another question about the ordering kiosk. <laughs> it's, it says uh, loudspeakers or intercom systems will not be provided. So how does this ordering takes take place? It's, it's uh, um, the, the kiosk has. Does um, it self-serve? It, it will have uh, their, the, um, 
Well, from my understanding is that they will be able to be directed to go around if, it, if it's not, um, if, the, if, it, if the item's not provided. So um, I'm not sure about the question. Well, so if I pull up and I want, it, I'm at the ordering kiosk, what do I do there? Uh, it's an ordering kiosk. It's but there's no loudspeaker. Is there no intercom or is a person there? There, um, no. I mean, it's it's meant to um, it's meant to direct people um, to inside if they needed. Um, I mean. Uh, so I don't place my order till I get to the window. No, they, your, your order is placed at the kiosk. I mean, it's ordering kiosk. So that... that um, How do I communicate my order? It's done verbally or through uh, the internet, but it will be accommodated as such. I mean, there's lots of ways to do that. Well, you know, I, I didn't have a question until now uh, because that, I still don't understand your answer to the question, how do they order if, if there's no speaker system? Well, I'm not aware of the requirement of no, um, I mean, it's an ordering kiosk and it can be given, um, uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't have that information in front of me, but that was my understanding that it was, it was meant to uh, inform people that, um, if they want a certain particular item, they were to drive around. So if we're saying that there's no, um, which is odd because all drive ups have some form of um, I'm, I'm a little confused because I thought that uh, that they will be able to be directed there. So that is unusual because I don't know any other um, kiosk that doesn't have a form of communicating. Uh, with the customer. If the board finds that necessary and doesn't want to make a decision without that information, you could hold the public hearing open and continue it till the next meeting if you think that that is an important thing you need to know. But it's like in the middle of like, I don't see an issue about any type of sound. You got traffic on the north and you got traffic on the uh, busy traffic on the lower Muscatine. You got a uh, you got a private driveway and uh, and there's no residences, so I don't see an issue about having something in a commercially heavy intensive area. So, okay, but, but I I really want to understand when they arrive at the window. Yeah, you want it, them you want them to. Is their order already waiting for them? Well, yeah, that would be the thing. So how does the the people in the store know what the order is? They will order from the the kiosk. Okay, so there is some sort of speaker system. There's some sort of communication system. It may be a text. 
text? C can you identify where it says no speaker system is provided? It's in his uh, letter to us. Uh, okay. Answering the questions. Um, it's the one dated May 16th, second page at the very end. It says, Number seven, loudspeakers or intercom systems will not be provided. Uh, and yeah. it, it and I, isn't necessarily. It, 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 this, this is something that may have been, um, there was a change after that, after we were told that, that uh, about the location of the window. And so that may have, that's an old item. The, the intent here is to have some form of communication with the customer, I think it's actually quite reasonable, mm -hmm. especially in the circumstances that they would be directed to go around if they're gonna get a larger item. You know, and I, I, I don't wanna think that I was being deceptive in any way. It's just that at one time it, it was thought that, um, that there wasn't a need for an ordering kiosk, but it was added on the, towards the, towards uh, uh, review with staff. No, there isn't an issue. I just wanted clarification. Oh, clarification. Yeah. There is. There is. How there, it works. It, it, there's going to be a wire that goes out there that's going to tell people, uh, oh, I want, you know, again, a 24-pack. We'll get around and come inside. We can't deliver it out the window. So, and likewise, oh, I want a pack of camel lights. Well, you come on up. We'll have them ready for you. And that's how that works. So you have your ID ready. So. So if I could just add further clarification, when we received the original application and the, um, the summary of the, how the project meets the specific approval criteria which was provided by the applicant, that was submitted with the original site plan which did not include an ordering kiosk. And as uh, the architect has mentioned, the site plan changed over time, but we, staff didn't require up, them to update um, that particular document. So I think it's just a mismatch, and it, that matches what was originally proposed. It does not match what is currently before you. Thank you, that helps. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I really didn't know what you were looking at. <laughs> so, but it, it, uh, it was added on later on, so, because it, it makes sense, I mean. Yes, thank you. So how long do you think it would take to get from the kiosk to the window to be gone? I mean, what is, what is your time thing? Oh, wow. Uh, any, do you you're talking any? about, I mean, uh, to be realistic, um, uh, you know, I, I don't see it being more than a few minutes, um, especially when you're talking about the clientele. So. <laughs> Uh, that 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 the, the the way these people come through because again especially habitual uh, 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 customers they know what they want they want it now and they'll wait in line to get it so there isn't there isn't like uh, a family it's usually not a family group or multiple people doing this so and and uh, that would be the only like uh, but again these are mostly individual sales or couples couples is another one so and that and that uh, um, so I don't I don't see it longer than uh, uh, probably a, probably just two minutes and so you're looking at probably um, 
probably under 10 minutes to get to the window at most. That makes that sounds actually pretty long, actually. So I guess we haven't really um, did any studies about that with my small business here. So <laughs> have you done things like this before? I've done Starbucks. I've done, uh, but then they're they have corporate and they do studies and models and stuff like that. Uh, but I've done the Donut Land, which is right around the corner. Um, uh, and uh, so I did his drive-through to the special exception, and um, I've done that window twice actually through my career, 20 years plus. Um, but the the um, the ones the pro the issues that you well I'm doing it another one in Coralville, which I have to tell you there's. Uh, some criticism I could put out there because I'm not the designer of the exterior building, but they have the, actually the drive-up window is actually recessed by by that much, so you have longer reach. So we're trying to figure that one out with the, with the landlord. Uh, it's a new building, but anyway, the the important thing there um, is, uh, and that's just all those orders are done online, and they're they're just pick up, it's a pickup window. So that's kind of like the new that's the new thing now. It's just pickup window. Um, <clears throat> But without that, um, the uh, the uh, the intercom system for this type of business, I think it would be um, uh, again limited items going through the window. It's not not like everything can go through the window. If you're at Starbucks, everything can go through that window. Not here. I mean, we have again large items. So that that's that's the difference. Is is that. Um, that uh, you, you, it, it's a bifurcation of the types of materials that are going through the window, and so that that uh, and, and, and that uh, that to me, I think, is a unique aspect about this type of retail. So, any other questions? Okay. Um. Thank you. Do we have any final questions for the staff? Okay. Do we have enough information? Do we need any more information? If not, I will close the public the public hearing. May I have a motion to consider the exception? That's you. Okay. <laughs> I move that we approve item EXC 23-0006 to allow an accessory drive-through facility in a community commercial CC2 zone for the property located at 1910 Lower Muscatine Road subject to the following conditions. A new field site plan be submitted showing a smaller building addition <clears throat> to ensure the 20-foot setback distance is met. A building permit that matches the new site plan showing the smaller building addition and the 20-foot setback distance. And the revised plan, site plan must conform to the site plan submitted with a special exception to ensure pavement, markings, and additional signage for the drive-through facility. Okay, is there a second? Second. Thank you. Okay. Who wants to start the discussion? Uh, I will admit, I, I'm more confused now than I was when it began. Um, 
and I'm, I'm finding myself interpreting uh, some of the discussion to satisfy these requirements. Um, the question about um, how are these orders placed and um, time, I mean, th these are questions of time and involving traffic, involving stack up of cars. So that's one of the, the, the questions important of how the, the order is processed. Um, it is my understanding, and I'm, and I'm open to somebody correcting me, that there is some sort of electronic communication with the store from the car that means that the order will be available, be ready by the time the person gets to the window. That's my assumption, unless I have misunderstood something. Okay. Um, so other than that, uh, I, you know, I work out at Planet Fitness, I can buy liquor, I'm happy. Well, one of my main concerns actually is related to the, where the traffic from the parking lot that is leaving the building to exit on Mall Drive, where that traffic encounters the cars leaving the drive-through lane. I don't have a good concept of what their timing and the, the field of vision is as these cars merge, as, it, as the one leaving from the parking lot turns left and crosses the drive-through lane traffic. So I would be more comfortable putting an internal stop sign at that corner of the building so the people leaving the parking lot would have to stop before they made their left turn into the drive-through lane traffic. I don't share the same concern. I'm concerned about the fact that the kiosk is so close to the property line on the south. If it were one, another 20 feet farther north, I, I would have no problem with it because that way if there is someone at the kiosk, even if it's just for two or three minutes, and someone wants to turn into the driveway, there is space for them to do that. And, and given what he is talking about, I think just having that space to have one car turn in before the, for the, before the person at the kiosk moves on is probably enough. But I'm really concerned about someone coming along on that private road and they want to turn in and somebody is there at the kiosk. So does that mean that it's an inconvenience to other people who are using the road? The other question is, do they end up losing a sale because they want to turn in and if these people are really interested in speed and getting their things as quickly as possible, you know, are they going to stand there on the road or are they just going to take off and go on? Um, just a reminder, make sure your comments if, if are, are tied to one of the criteria. And it is. Um, just make sure you add that at, okay. at some point. So. Because it, it talks about the, 
uh, drive-through facility is clearly separated from the parking areas to avoid the vehicular conflicts. Well, okay, it is as far as on the property, but I'm concerned about vehicular conflicts with possibly other uh, vehicles on that private road. And it says, it says the proposed exception is not expected to affect the use, enjoyment, or values of nearby uses any more than than uh, another development allowed within the zone. So I, so those are the two things that I'm sort of basing my thing on. I'm really questioning whether, you know, if they moved it up one one more, one more stall, I, I would say, okay, fine, I can deal with that. But since it is just so close to the property line, I'm I'm wondering if they're going to end if they're going if it's going to end up having cars stopped on the street waiting, you know, even for two or three minutes to pull in, or if they will just continue you on mean down. Cars on the access road or cars on Muscatine? From the access road, you know, and so so it's not okay. As far as the city's concerned, uh, the public right-of-ways have no problem. Uh, and so we're getting into the access road. And I, you know, do we get into that or? Um, it's my impression of the traffic out there. And I, I drive that area every day. Um, I don't foresee that problem. I understand it, but I don't, I don't foresee it. I, I, I can't guarantee it. but. I just, again, I don't share that same concern that you do. Well, I see Nancy's concern in that I think that there's the, the issue of are they then using the shared drive as a continuation of the stacking lane if cars are at the kiosk and they have to wait to turn in there so does that impact the um, adjacent properties? So you would suggest moving the kiosk further away from the accessed road? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, the gentleman said that they wanted to keep it on the south end because they want to consolidate everything, you know, so that they can get, do it with two employees. So my, you know, if, but if they moved it up one stall, uh, another 20 feet, uh, and I don't know if that would work for them or not, but the, I, I would say that there would be enough room then that if there was somebody already at the kiosk, somebody could pull in waiting for that person to move on. And given the fact that he says this is going to be a very short thing, I think that would help alleviate the problem of backing up traffic onto that private road. Uh, I, I don't share your concern, but I don't oppose it either. Uh, and if that would make it easier for you to be comfortable with this, I could, I could support that. So just making sure that if, we, if that condition was added. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, that, I, I would feel more comfortable with that. I just, uh, 
I have I have thought about all the all the drive-throughs, you know, that I can think of that I have experienced in Iowa City, and it's true that they are for different things, but usually they don't start right at the property line. There is a little bit of leeway before the stacking starts. And the kiosk is still to be constructed, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, but uh, so I, I was going to say, why can't they just move it to the north? But he said, okay, they're concerned about their staffing and having all the people really close and, you know, they want to keep their staffing number down and have the entrance and everything sort of at the south end, uh, you know. But I would say one more, one more stall, another 20 feet so you could get inside. I would, I would feel much more comfortable with that. Just to double check then if, if that condition was added. Bryce, are you still with us? Yep, still here. Would, would you approve it with that added condition? I yes. Okay. I mean that would be fine with me just because I don't share the concern but it wouldn't hurt either. Just just trying to see where everybody is. I would think that that would be I would guess three votes with that condition. My only concern is moving that somehow I'm looking at this might affect the internal flow of traffic around the building. Or am I not seeing the space there that the flexible flexibility in space there why do you think it would impact the internal flow of the traffic um, cars are still going to go around the building and exit out the, uh, where they came in on Mall Drive. So if you have moved the kiosk closer to the building or Muffet Space, you have a car at the kiosk and you also have a car behind that car at the kiosk. Um, and I'm, I, I cannot quite see whether that blocks off cars being able to go around the building if you have two cars stacked up that way. Does that make sense? I don't see it because basically you would have one more key you would have one more car up beside the building and he said they could still they could go around there go over that again if you had a, if you move the kiosk up yeah that that takes the the lessens your concern about uh, stack up on the access uh, road. On the access road. But if you had two car, if you had a car at the kiosk, if it's moved up and another car behind it, also in line. Okay, got it. Doesn't that impede the internal flow of the traffic? I'm having a hard time. You mean for the drive-through? The in No, for people who are have gone into the store, parked in front, get out, want to go back around to exit on the mall, um, mall drive. I don't think so, because they're, they're two separate, whoops, I'm sorry, they're two separate things on, on opposite sides of the building, at least that's the way I see it. 
So you don't see the possibility of the stacking, internal stacking, blocking the flow of internal traffic around the building. No, I don't, I don't see that either. I don't. Because they're two separate, they're two separate things. They do, the only place the two uh, ways of shopping meet are at the exit or entrance on the mall drive where the uh, stacking people are leaving, going north, and where the internal ones who have gone into the store can either be leaving or coming in the mall drive. favorite phrase is I don't share your concern so what I'm hearing is y'all don't share my concern about the internal stacking inhibiting circular traffic around the building correct okay yes I don't so are we ready to vote? Well, we don't have any kind of consensus on whether we want to move the... Uh, yeah, we have to decide. We are going to, we're recommending that they move the, the kiosk one space forward. I could support that. I can support that. Okay. You know, and I would not ask for any farther, given the fact that he is trying to keep the number of employees that run that store down. Uh, um. See, I never understood why the location of the kiosk affects the size of the staff. Especially well, if it's electronic. I'm sorry. But, go ahead. Especially if it's electronic right. communication. Yeah. I don't, the, the size of the staff and the location of the kiosk don't seem to be but he has, but there are four places. So that means that if you move the kiosk up, they're gonna to have to move the window up another 20 feet also. Or they will have a because shorter- they have, oh, Because so they have to have four yeah. stacking places. Okay, that's- That's- Okay. Um, can I just make a comment? If they move the kiosk up, the window could still remain in the location that it's in. Okay. They would just have one less space between the window and the kiosk. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't see any reason for them to have to move the window because you change the place of the kiosk. Okay. okay. I would go with that. However you want to word that, I'll support I'm moving the kiosk up. So where is the kiosk right now? What is, what is the, uh, there is no measurement as to how far it is from the. Well, I think you could maybe word it in relationship to stacking spaces. Yeah. Could we do it that way? Would that be appropriate? You mean, instead of at stacking space four, it's at stacking space three, yeah, so to correct. speak. Yes. 
Okay. So, yeah, my uh, suggestion is that then the board would adopt staff's um, findings with the additional yeah. condition for the reasons stated, but something along those lines. Okay, so we need to have a vote on whether we... Is, I'm a little bit concerned that we've raised these issues after the public hearing was closed and the applicant hasn't had a chance to really respond to these specific concerns and changes. So is that... If, if I could just suggest maybe instead of saying stacking space three, something more general so staff can work with the applicant on a, a placement of the kiosk that's further into the site that um, where there's still room on the site to place it, if that makes sense. Not specifically stacking space three, but maybe... Um, further into the site, um, further north, um, toward the toward the um, pickup window to provide additional space behind for additional cars behind the, the the ordering kiosk if that makes sense. So would that become part of the conditions? Yes. Yeah. This would be a Something more general so we have some flexibility to work with the applicant. Okay. That's and fine. That would not change the would that change the findings of fact? I don't think so. No, it would just be an additive added. So should I amend the, the motion to approve? Or do we have to have a second to then amend? Why don't somebody just make the findings a fact and include the condition there? Yeah. And then we can vote. I'm sorry. I, I would make a motion to adopt whatever your findings of fact are, um, perhaps with the addition of finding a fact of the concern that Nancy has described uh, and with the added condition. But I would... Okay, so we still haven't got a second on the mo original motion. We don't have to have a second on this. We have a vote on this, don't we? Paula, I did. Paula, Paula seconded did. the original. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, now I lost it. Um. The kiosk. Will be farther from the property line. Maybe Anne can repeat your wording. I would suggest further north toward the pickup window. Thank you. Okay. Does that sound okay for sure. everybody? I'll go along with that. Okay, so well, we need some findings of fact then. Nancy, why, it's your uh, motion change, so if you would okay. maybe word that. Okay, so uh, let's see, wait a minute. We, I um, 
recommend approval of EXC 23-0006 to allow an accessory drive-through facility in a community commercial zone for the property located at 1910 Lower Muscatine Road subject to the following conditions. A new site plan be submitted showing a smaller building addition to ensure the 20 feet setback distance is met, a building permit that matches the new site plan showing the smaller building addition and the 20-foot setback distance. The revised set plan must conform to the site plan submitted with a special exception to ensure pavement markings and additional signage for the drive-through facility. And the kiosk will be further north toward the pickup window. Second. And you adopt the findings of fact in the staff report. We adopt the findings of fact in the staff. With with one additional fact. You one should, additional fact. And the fact being your concern. Yeah, that the kiosk will be further up and we, oh. Why? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's to make sure that uh, this exception is not expected to affect the use, enjoyment, or values of nearby uses and to help protect from uh, vehicular, what is it here, uh, to avoid, to help cut down on vehicular conflicts. So again, staff's findings, the additional finding of fact here, staff's three conditions plus the fourth condition. Right. That's the motion on the table. <laughs> Second. Okay. Roll call. We have to do it. We do it as a roll call, don't we? Parker. Yes. Russo is absent. Swigard. Yes. Baker. Yes. Carlson. Yes. Okay. The motion is passed. Um. The motion is declared approved. Any person desiring to appeal this decision to a court of record may do so within 30 days after this decision is filed with the city clerk's office. Okay, and we'll now consider uh, the uh, minutes. Are there any corrections or additions? No. Okay, I would then. I just suggest that they be shorter, but I'll leave that up to the recorder. <laughs> yeah, and in part because the Board of Adjustment can be sued uh, as can planning and zoning. That's why you tend to see those minutes being yeah. clearer so a judge can review them as opposed to Parks and Rec or the Senior senior or the senior Center Board, which is purely advisory and will not get sued. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if there are no additions or corrections, may I have a motion for to approve the uh, minutes? So moved. Second. Okay, we vote. Bryce and I. Okay. Bryce? Yeah, approve. Are there any other announcements? Do you know of any other announcements? I do not. Okay. <laughs> Could I have a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Voice vote, yes. Yes. Thank you, Bryce. All right. Oh, Thanks. it's lovely <laughs> doing the midnight thing. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, Bryce. Goodbye, Bryce. Thanks for filling in. Talk to you in a month. <laughs>